Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Okay. You are listening to The Mouth Report, a live radio show that ventures into the mysteries of life, as well as the hot topics of the day, either political or business. Welcome everybody to this evening's Mauer Report. I have just actually picked up my notebook because I wanted to get my guest's name almost right. Elena Servardio Swin. Did I I've listened to you again because you've been on before and I still butchered that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's Servidio Swin. Servidio. I'll I'll you know, next time I'll try harder. Or maybe I shouldn't try as hard. Maybe that was the problem I psyched myself out. How are you doing tonight anyways? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm trying not to melt because there's no air conditioning in the studio because I, you know, want to use this room every so often. So I didn't, well, I closed it up so it wouldn't make, it wouldn't get the road noise and that makes it hot in here. But the sun's going down slowly behind me. You know, the few nights of the year that I get to see the sunset. So I I shouldn't be complaining, but yet here I am. (laughs) (laughs) So for the listener that didn't hear you last time, give them the brief, um, thumbnail sketch of who you are before we get into some fun stuff um my actual company or business is phoenix rising um it's transformation mind body and spirit um the majority of the work that i am doing now is i'm a medium um i do past present and future i do past life regressions soul retrievals guided meditations um journeys i do work with fifth dimensional and dimensional work um energy healing, I work with crystals, uh, basically ghost hunting, I go and help remove things out of people that, um, you know, when you talk about possession and things of that nature and cleanse homes, I do life path work, matchmaking, I'm a trainer, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Maybe it would have been easier to ask what you don't do. (laughs) (laughs) No, that might have been easier. No, that, there's all a connection between all that stuff, because if the mind isn't right, the body isn't right. And if, mm-hmm. Well, so well to live a happy, healthy, abundant life, which is really my purpose, I help people heal. I've taken people out of, you know, drugged them out of dark alleys. Um, it's to help people heal and be happy and abundant and uh, live a passionate life while, you know, standing in their truth while doing no harm to others. Um, so everything is connected to that. So I, I wanted to start with, this is kind of a random question to start with, but I feel, well, this is probably how this whole show is going to be. It's kind of random, so we're just going to have to jump off somewhere. Um, I've been, well, on the back of my laptop computer for the last year or so, I've had the phrase, set the intention on the back of there, just as a reminder that I need to be uh, more intentional. Of course, well, I guess we've got to back up. 
probably, yeah, about a year ago this time. Um, because I've been dealing with some health stuff last, well, winter of 2019 I started and kind of got some of it taken care of. But uh, people kept asking me how I was doing, and my answer always was, I'm going to keep going until the well runs dry. Simple enough, because, you know, some days I was feeling it and some days I wasn't, but that was kind of just my token answer because I always got tired of answering it. And then about a year ago, my well, actually, my well at the house here, went dry. And um, I realized that I needed to be just a touch more careful of what I was saying. So that's why I put that in the back Mm -hmm. of my computer, because I was literally saying that day after day, and then I, you know, cost myself 400 bucks because the well went dry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So help me out here. What are some more... more, uh, Besides saying things, what else should I be more careful of? Well, you know, when you're talking about set the intention, you're talking about the laws of attraction, which are very real, um, and manifesting. Um, And truthfully speaking, what we truly speak and put out there, that's why you have to be very careful the words that you use. Um, And what you're focused on is really what the energy you put out to draw into you. So when we manifest, there's there's a certain thing you need to do. Like you set limitations upon yourself. You gave in a way which we have to change because you probably would have found that after the, your well went dry, a lot of things for you personally um, started going a little bit askew, a little bit awry um, and crazy for you. All of, a, all of a sudden you might have gone through experience, you know, um, start experiencing, you know, unfortunate events, little things that are happening to you that you're like, what is going on? You know, um, because you set, you kind of set yourself an end date because when the well goes dry, then I'm done. And in truth, as human beings, we're all energy um, and we all are connected and energy is contagious. You know that if you smile at somebody, whether they want to or not, whether it's an obnoxious smile or not, like, who are they smiling at me kind of thing, or, wow, that was really nice, or, wow, that guy's hot, he's got a great smile kind of thing, um, they're going to respond back in kind. So the thing is, is as human beings and energetic beings, our opportunities never run out. Our wells never go dry, but we may have to punch a new line to create more water flow to fill our wells up a little bit higher. So setting the intention is so very important because you're not only making a plan with the intention, but then at that point, it's you have to start creating your blueprint and start doing the things you need to do to manifest and have the things like your health and your prosperity, your abundance, your career, your love life, all of those things to start manifesting in the way you want it to. So, um, so it's so that's all the laws of attraction. What you put out, you legitimately get back. So let's use this show as an example because that's a fair example, and then anybody can apply it to their business or anything else. So mm-hmm. let's let's Absolutely. say let's say I, I want to exponentially grow the show. What what type of things? What type of mindset should I be looking at? Um, you would have to first really take a look at your show, a, your demographics, the history of your show, you know, what you've done in the past, 
and you'd have to look at it judgment-free and kind of say, this definitely worked, this didn't work. Um, so you kind of rectify any kinks or bumps you might have hit in the past, and it gives you a better idea of, of what to let go of so that you could bring in new energy. And then you legitimately have to set down in writing and no kidding, turn around and say, okay, this is what I want my show to be. This is the audience I want to reach. This is what I want to cover. This is where I want to go with it. So then you set that down. And then from there you turn around and say, okay, now these are the things I need to do to have each thing I want achieved. And then legitimately get up every morning and say, I'm awesome at what I do. My show's kick ass. Nothing is going to stop me because you have to have that drive and that belief and faith within yourself so that you're willing to take the risks you need. Because if you doubt yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. So you have to be able to push, especially at the times it doesn't go the way you want it to. And then growth happens from there because you may not have hit exactly what you wanted, but normally once you're on that path, then something else will open up to you as well. So it actually ends up being something bigger or completely different, but exactly what was meant to. But you have to start with that whole process of manifesting it and then doing the work to draw it in. Is there, Okay, so this is going to be a very nerdy question based off all that, but follow me for a second. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I hate to put numbers on things because of the will problem, right? Because if I say I want... Mm-hmm. We'll just say 10,000 listeners, and then I get 10,000 listeners, and then, bang, there we are, right? And then, or should I do that and then realize to come back and reassess it at some point? Do you follow what I'm asking mm-hmm. here? If you're, no, we have to re-clarify well, that for I, me okay, a little so bit. Should I, should I have those hard and fast goals of, like well, like I said, 10,000 listeners like per month? Should I have that hard and fast number, and then when I get there, then take the next step, or should I say some, you know, some stupid thing like ten million listeners a month? Well, you have to remember you have to set that initial goal, okay, and then you have to, in the process of how am I going to hit those ten thousand listeners, um, break it down into smaller numbers because you have to do it in phases because you're not going to go from one to ten thousand, you know, overnight. It takes time to build the following. Um, and that's all also with your your content and, and, you know, your charisma and everything. You know how the whole thing works. Yeah. So, you know, every time you hit a goal, that's like a celebration for you because, okay, I'm, I'm looking for 10,000, but I just divided to where I hit my first 2,000, you know, and then you reassess, okay, I hit it here. Now what do I need to do to keep the flow going? What do I need to attract more followers and get them. And then you set the new goal to where you reach your ultimate one. And then you're okay. Okay. This is where I'm at. Now this is really where I want to be. And then you can reassess it because you, you don't ever have to stop, but you have to set it up in a way where you hit these, these little milestones so that you don't feel like it's going to take you forever to go from one to 10,000 because you just went from one to 2000 and then you went to 3000 and then you hit 5,000. So it's, you have to have your little milestones and reassess every time you hit because you want more growth so, and the new things come up. So let's, let's back the boat up again. Boy, it feels like I told you we're going to be mm-hmm. wobbling back and forth here, but there's That's somebody cool. out there is just like me because I know I can't be alone in this fight. Okay, so 
I have my, my, my shows kick ass and we say that every day, but what other kind, what other ways should, I don't want to say start my day because I know some people do this after they do some other stuff or work out first and then, however you, but there should be this period of time where you have, I, I don't want to say meditation or self-reflection, I don't know what I want to call it, but go ahead meditation and Meditation is great, but everybody yeah. meditates differently. You have to allow the time for self-care. You have to allow, you have to realize that life is in a balance. Most people, especially if they're goal-oriented, um, it, it's like a scale. You have people that put so much effort and, you know, I'm just trying to work hard and make money for my family and take care of them. Or I have this goal where I want to hit and be the best talk show host ever or whatever the goals are. So that they're putting all of their attention to that. But in their personal life, because they're putting too much attention in one place, they're ignoring the other. Now, it could be for a very good reason that I want to take care of my kids, you know, my other half, so I have to put this much work. But you have to learn to have the balance so that you don't achieve one thing and lose another thing in the process. So, unfortunately, when you have, you want to achieve these things and you want to have a personal life and be abundant in there, also have a, a successful professional life, and also be able to take care of yourself and breathe, Unfortunately, you, you have to get up early. You have to have a full day, and your full day might run a little bit longer than most people, but you do have to start out by taking better care of yourself, allowing yourself the time to get up in the morning or whatever your schedule is. Take the time to have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever it is. If you like to stretch, stretch. Exercise, exercise, because you have to physically take care of yourself, nutritionally take care of yourself, and emotionally. Now, meditation, me personally, my brain moves too quickly for me, and I do guided meditations with people. I write them. I'm a writer, too. I do journeys with people. But for me, my meditation, I don't sit down, you know, cross my legs, listen to the music, and sing, Om. I don't do that. I can't. My form of meditation is honestly when I'm driving in a car, I shut the radio off. And that's when, because I'm a medium, I start talking to the ghosties. I sit in council. I start focusing on the things that I need to do and the answers that I need to receive. Or I'll sit and have a cup of coffee and sit on my deck and breathe for a little bit and just allow my mind to clear. Because what's ever going to clear your mind, make you relax and feel better, you know, and give you that space to breathe so that when you're ready, you can get up and start your day and achieve all the things you want to do. Uh, done. Otherwise, there's never going to be enough time in the day. You're always going to be rushing. You're going to supposed to be going out to dinner and you couldn't because you got cut off with work. So you really have to learn how to balance and realize there's always another day to get what you need to get done. Slow and steady. Can't do too much too soon because then you burn out. So fun side note for you. I wish I could do this show driving. But that's a probably not the safest idea I've ever had. But I, I'm like you. I can get I can get to the weird state where things and ideas come to me quicker. So maybe if I did it mm -hmm. on the interstate, it might be okay. But the audio quality. Well, I live in yeah. Western Pennsylvania. I can't guarantee a cell phone call anywhere. So. Uh. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what else works too? Like for me, especially when I'm channeling, bubble baths because water is actually a conduit. It legitimately is a conduit, and I'm going to reference because a lot of people are going to understand this. 
if you've ever seen Constantine, the movie, um, they use water as a conduit to go from this plane to the other side, to cross the veil. But it truly is a conduit, and I resonate so much with water. So there's times where I know I need to think and work things out. And if I'm not by the ocean, I'll, I'll just jump into a bubble bath, and I'll just sit in a bubble bath, and then everything opens up and starts flowing from me. So it's really whatever you personally resonate with. See, I don't have the patience for that. I'm like, uh, see, I'd be, I'd be in and out. I don't know. That's that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, but do you talk? Do you talk to ghosties? Uh, not as much as I used to. <laughs> you know, so it's you know, <laughs> you're sitting in council with people on the other side, and people are like, okay, this lady's nuts, and I am a special brand of crazy. But when you know, and then you start getting the messages because usually what I get when I'm doing these when I go through these processes is that's when I'll come on and do a live or I'll work with somebody or before a retreat or a session that I'm doing with somebody that I get all the information that I need or the subject matter that needs to be universally touched upon for what our society might be going through. So we've kind of danced around this. So let's get this all clean promoted here. Uh, Chris Olson, the guy who does my show notes often watches your lives and they are when, uh, I do a live on Monday night called Mystic Mondays. Um, and I actually started bringing people on live because it's easier. When we were saving the onto IGTV, you don't see people's comments. <laughs> so people are like, okay, who is she talking to? So I will do rapid-fire readings. I do, like, how many lifetimes somebody's been on. We address a lot of different things, which spirit basically says, okay, this person needs you to help them. Um so I'll pull them online and I'll read them or we'll discuss something that I see that's going on with their life and the changes that they need to make. Um, I also, like weeks later, will pull people back on and go, so did you do what I told you to do kind of thing? Because it's one thing for somebody to tell you what they see for you um, and then people go about their way. Now, I'm serious about what I do for a living. On my website, it does not say for entertainment purposes only. You know, I take seriously what I do and I care about people achieving what they're meant to. Um, so I'll call people on and say, so, so did you do this yet? Did you do that yet? So they all know, okay, now we made a plan. Now I have to follow through. That's on Monday night. So that's Monday night at 6 o'clock uh, Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. On Sunday nights, I do something called Sensual Sunday, which is nothing is taboo. So we basically explore, um, you know, different topics and sex and the things people are afraid to do. And basically we do like a how-to kind of thing. And we all bring four people on at a time. And people will talk about their experiences, what they've tried, whether it's been role-playing or, you know, right now we're doing a series where each week we discuss on, there's 12 different ways you can orgasm. Most people don't even realize that. Um, so basically we owe people up. So many people are afraid to talk about sex. Um, and it's because how they were programmed and that's how we were created. We were created as sensual, sexual beings. And it's also about tapping into your sensuality, which is different than the mechanical, you know, cause sex can be very mechanical. And if you're going to have that mind blowing sex, um, that transcendental, it's, it has to be attached to your sensuality. So we do that on Sunday nights, um, 6.30 
Pacific and 9.30 Eastern. And then, like, I'll do once a month, I'll come on and I'll do a full moon live and give people the astrological forecast for the month, why things are happening right now and how to work through them. So, you know, I kind of jump on. If you follow on my IG, you know, I basically advertise what I'm doing on what day. And you can just jump on live and you can participate or just listen and ask questions and leave comments. That that was, yeah, so, I mean, I... I've popped on the, the Monday lives. It, it's good. I enjoy just watching because I don't know. I, you probably know this. What I'm going to say when you're hosting, you don't necessarily. I mean, I'm listening to you, obviously, but there's other times when you mm-hmm. get to when you just get to be in the you just get to listen to the conversation. I don't have to sit here and think about what's coming next and how do I want to make these loops and circle everything around and look at the time and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. It kind of yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm glad I didn't offend you when I I started to say that. And for the listeners out there who don't know what I'm talking about, try talking to somebody and then plan what you're going to have the conversation about too at the same time. It gets kind of fun at points. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it has to be. The greatest thing about what I do is is everything is flow and and where the energy, because you could have planned on talking about one subject and then all of a sudden something happens. And I'm going to call it spirit because that's what, you know, my inner dialogue spirit, you know, all of those things is what kind of guides me where I may have had a idea of talking about one thing when I'm like interviewing people and things like that. But then all of a sudden a totally different subject comes up, but it's relevant and it needed to be done. So it's, it's not being like a stick in the mud where you have to do something and then it stops your flow of conversation. And then we add this fun element to it. I've got a question here from Germantown runner who, Ask a good question. Have you experienced an uptick in people coming to you for your business during COVID or has it declined? Oh, it's it actually, it's been consistent because a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people were afraid. Um, a lot of people were struggling with financial, where they were going to end up in the year. Uh, people's relationships were really some thrived and some people, they weren't used to being around each other 24 hours a day. And then, the, you know, and I'm going to be very cautious in how I say this, whether it made sense what the government was putting out there as far as, you know, the virus and what's going on and how they should really live their life. And my thing was, is, you know, the whole time, we're going to go from famine to feast because during COVID, if you were somebody that just kind of, you know, you were that time card quicker that you know you start work at nine you go home at five then you really are governed by your paychecks and and what's happening but if you had a vision and a goal to do something on your own that is a time for visionaries just like you know the time of the great depression you know the rockefellers and some of those other people like right now if you guys can go buy up some of the property before it all gets hyped up go buy property you know now's the time so it's if you could be a little bit more open-minded and expand your horizons and your visions of what you're going to do with your life, there was actually a lot of opportunities that did open up. So um, I actually had a consistent flow of people. Some people just needed, you know, I just need you to do a guided meditation with me and help me chill out because my anxiety is crazy. So So I've I've got a follow-up question on that because this Mm -hmm. this is kind of one of these weird questions, but I'm not going to drag you to the level I want to drag you to. I'm going to don't answer the first mm-hmm. part of this question, answer the second part of this question. 
Everybody's complaining out oh, there. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's complaining out there. They can't hire anybody. They can't hire anybody because this side or the other. Any political reason you want to pin on it. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you. This is where the question comes in. We've kind of opened the door to all sorts of creative outlets, and people are being successful mm-hmm. at them. That's why we can't hire anybody yeah. because there's people out there creating music, uh, videos, uh, podcasts, art, any number of these digital formats that weren't there. Even five years ago, maybe not necessarily, maybe they were, but not necessarily to the level they are today. Mm-hmm. Are these people, I mean, these people were following their passion, following their dreams. So I'm assuming what I'm, my question to you is, are these people going to be, uh, not anyone in particular, but most of these people are going to be successful because they're following their passion, correct? They're going to be successful because they're filling, fulfilling their passion. And, you know, what COVID did and the lockdown for a lot of people did is, is it, it, you know, cause for a while there, you know, everybody would have thought the world was going to end, you know, um, cause nothing was opening up and everything that was happening politically and they reassessed their lives and looked at where they were at and they found that they weren't happy with what they were doing. And this has afforded them opportunity to do something else. I mean, look at all the companies now that can outsource and people were working from home. A lot of people still work through COVID because these companies actually set them up with the computer and the technology to do their work from their house. So these people were able to work from home and still be home with their children and do what they needed to do. So a lot of people are like, I don't want to go back to that job. That's not what I want to do with my life. So I think a lot of people reassess their lives and then they found you know, the things that they wanted to do in the path that they should head down. And they weren't afraid to anymore because, you know what, they had the time and what were they going to lose? So. Yeah, I mean, that's a remarkable thing for me to watch is people going out there and saying, you know, I've always thought about doing X, Y, and Z. Never Mm -hmm. had the time. And then, you know, they had all the time to do it and they did it. Mad props to them for actually, you know, knowing what they wanted to do. And I mean, I had people that, you know, art teachers, perfect example you know, um, that, that loved art and painting and drawing. I'm like, so what are you doing? I said, do an online class. You don't have to charge a ton of money. That's what Zoom's for. Formulate a course or a class. Advertise it through social media. It's, it's not expensive to advertise through which your biggest, you know, platforms are, which is like Facebook, which is connected to Instagram. You, you promote it and it hits a certain, you know, you hit your demographic that you want in your area I said, and start doing that. I said, you know, there's ways for you to do what you love in a time where you're not able to go into a school to do it um, or you have been laid off. So people have actually utilized that more because, you know, even singing lessons, you can get somebody a guitar lesson through Zoom. You know, if you're creative enough and you can think outside the box, you know, you have the ability to do these things. Yeah, so... One more kind of, I get what, well, I'm not going to lie to you, this is a question for me. <laughs> Norm, normally I try okay. to f- fancy these up as listener questions and all this other crap, but I'm just going to cut it for you. I have felt out of, I don't want to say out of balance, out of center, whichever word you want to put on that, go ahead, you know what I'm saying, for a mm-hmm. while now. And of course I've realized that everything has changed, you know, like everything has changed, right? So what was mm-hmm. center is not center anymore, but... I know there's still a center between the lines, right? Even though everything's changed, there's still somewhere in the middle or somewhere that feels better than it is now. 
So, mm-hmm. go ahead. Tell me what I'm, where I need, how do I need to reapproach refinding what I lost? I guess is the easiest way to ask that question. Now that I've kind of spun it out of control. You want an honest answer to that? Well, I kind of gave you the honest question to that, so yeah. <laughs> well, there's a difference when you know if and and you have to understand when you start speaking and I tapping into your energy, I do get help from the other side. Okay, and that's not a joke. So yes, you know, there, there's different people that come through and um, they kind of talk a little bit about you and where you're at. And you were at such, last year when you went through those health issues, that, that was terrifying for you. It was scary, some things that were going on. And not necessarily the situations that you were going to have to deal with and address and surgeries and all that other fun stuff and uh, the lifestyle change that was going to happen. But if, if I don't get this under control, then this is what's going to happen. So you were in a position where you were really facing ultimately your mortality, and that's the truth of it, and where my life is now. And, you know, you really fought through a lot. Because I know there was a couple times that I just tapped in and just said, how you doing? What's going on kind of thing. Um, and those are usually the times that I knew I had to reach out to you. But when you're dealing with your show, you're so used to, you're good in the unair-conditioned studio in Pennsylvania. You're safe there. You control everything about what's going on. And if you would just open up yourself a little bit more, and this is just the, you know, the age-old tale, don't worry about anything. You have to get over your fear of failure and branch out more. You have to expand because you do have good content. You have to be a little bit braver in what you're talking about because what your thoughts, you're extremely intelligent, are relevant. And you get other people talking and thinking. And the biggest thing is, is I'm comfortable where I am right now. I'm comfortable right where I'm at. I'm doing good. I don't need to shake the boat. Why break what, you know, why fix what's not broke? But there's so much more for you, but it's you getting over the fact of, okay, get out of your comfort zone, get over that fear of failure, because you have always fought that from, honestly, when I sit there and I talk, they kind of show me like right around when you were 14 years old, um, when you started battling some things, um, and then how you overcome, but you always overcome it and do what you need to do but you always govern yourself. So you have to remove your governor, have a little bit more faith in yourself to move forward in what you want to do as far as as your career. And it's not just doing a podcast. There's so much more. It's a brighter scope for you. And then taking those chances, but also doing better about really staying on point about your health. Yeah. So you have to balance two things. Yeah, because it's, you know, not, resol- it's not resolved yet. Back, so. No, it's not. And the whole thing for you, and then that's, you know, so everything's, but the whole thing is, is the fear of failure. And I can't leave where I'm at right now because your excuse is, is this what's going on with my health? This is what's happening. So you don't feel even the freedom to be able to go do what you need to do. So that's your whole thing. Yeah, I'll word it a different way out there for people so they can understand what you're, what you're saying. So they can hear. You from understand what I'm saying. I do, but I'm just going to say. What I'm, saying, I'm going to put it in Jimmy's so okay. everybody understands kind of where what understands mm-hmm. and confirms what you're saying. 
yeah, I am definitely limiting myself to what I'm doing right now because I don't want to overextend myself because I just don't feel mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. And that's all the health stuff. I just, I mean, there's, it's not, like I said, it's not done and it's not over. It's just, I, I mean, I'm pushing through and doing it. So. Mm-hmm. But then it gets to the point where you have to, and everybody has to understand there's sometimes when I say certain things, I will say it in a very specific way where he will understand what I'm referencing, but other people may not understand because it's not necessarily their business. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, when oh yeah, you're I talking, especially about your personal life, that's why they're going to hear, okay, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it, it comes to the point where you have to, you know, with everything that you are dealing with, you have to push past it and just say, "That's it," you know. I have one life to live, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this done because this is what I've always wanted to do, and I have a right to do it. And I'm not gonna allow the physical limitations or issues to hold me back. I'm gonna address what I need to, but I'm gonna press forward to do the things that I've really wanted to do. And then once you start moving forward, you become more successful. Everything balances out. The things you have to do with your health, you can you can handle them. But you really, they're saying you really have to be a little bit more on point with what you're doing there as well. Um, and pull that together a little bit more. So I guess you just got to get a little bit more focused. That's well, fine. That's, but it, you'll be fine. If you choose to do this, you'll be fine. It's a choice, though. That's the fun part of it all, right? Trying to figure it all, put it all together. So okay. You actually know what you want to do, though, so you just have to put it in order and, and tick those things off and do it. I know what I want to do. Are you sure? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm sure. I'm positive. So. I'm glad you're positive because sometimes I, I start to wonder. Because so. <laughs> it's a lot of work. What you want to do is a lot of work. There's a lot of work involved. It's exhausting. You know, because what people don't realize, it's just not, you don't just get on and you do a podcast and you talk to people and it's about a whole bunch of different subjects that are happening, but there's so much else that goes into it um, before you even even get on to do a show. So there's so much work that's involved and, and you really, you know, you really do a lot of it yourself. It's not like you have a ton of help. Um. So it's a lot. It is a ton of work. Actually, I'm thinking about a chatter who's in the chat room tonight who sent me a copy of his book, and he says, whenever you get done reading it, you, I'll, I'll, I'll be on your show, but you got to read the book first. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And it's been sitting there mm-hmm. for two weeks, and I have not. I've And then I've got another book, and it's just like, yeah, like you're saying, there's all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's once a week. You think, yeah, just show up for an hour, and you can do it. Yeah, well, there's some nights, like tonight, where I knew I could. But even tonight, I still put what an hour in this well from eight to nine i made sure everything that i wanted to make sure that we kind of talked about were was fleshed out even though we're kind of off mm-hmm. the grid on that but there's still some things that we need to get back to mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> right <laughs> and just you know and mm-hmm. made sure that i you know i did have the sundays at nine thirty and the mondays at nine wrote down just because i've been doing mm-hmm. this long enough to know that you asked that question i don't want to say nine times out of ten but there's enough there's been enough times that the person goes I do it, um, when is it, or what, I've even had some people go, I can't Uh remember my website, and it's just like, oh no, I can't ask you about your website and sit here and not know the answer to that. Of course, I have, I've had a number Uh of lawyers tell me, don't ask questions you don't know the answer to, 
So, uh, mm-hmm. of course, I do. I ask a lot of those questions, but when it comes to questions that have a definitive answer, I try to know the answer so the person isn't mm-hmm. sold out down the creek. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff. So, I feel like you're, there's something else that you're going to tell me, so I'm going to let you say it before I ask the next question. You know, I am going to, it's because this has really been relevant this week. Um, and on my live yesterday, I basically, people that were on there had a, you know, I call it a universal bitch slap. Um, where people right now, there's so many people out there, and I love you all fiercely. We're all connected. So even if I don't know you, I love you if you mean, you know, if you're trying. But so many people are bitching and moaning and complaining and boohooing about their life. And it doesn't matter about what situation you're in. You're only a victim once. Once you're a victim and something happens to you, at that point, you yourself have a choice to choose what to do. Even people, and I'm going to go with the severity of it, even people who are abused, and I can be honest about that because guess what? I suffered at the hand of abuse uh, for years because of my husband who had passed away. Um, And I chose, you know, you may choose, a lot of people choose because they're afraid, so they stay because they're afraid, but it's still a choice because you could have left. So you're only a victim once. So if you don't, if you're not happy with your life, Look at your life, look at, you know, face your past, face what happened to you, and deal with it. Let it go. You cannot dwell in your past. You can only learn from it. Then sit there and look at your life and say, this is what I want, and this is what I'm worth. So if you don't like your job while you're still working at the job you're at, start applying for other jobs. If you like the career you're in, but you want to make more money, but you got to go back and take a course, go back and take the damn course. You might have to work a little bit harder. If you're not, if your relationship isn't where it needs to be or your sex life isn't where it needs to be, communication is important. Talk to your partner. Communicate with them. Then if they can't meet you halfway and you're still miserable and upset, then leave. Follow your truth. Do no harm. The only reason, if you want to start a business, go start a business. It's a choice, and it really is. There is no shades of gray. The human side of us, because of emotions and fear, you know, you ha- you're the only one that can liberate yourself from yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. Um, and the full moon that's happening right now is, is everybody has until the new moon, which is around the 10th of July. So you have a couple of days left. Anything you plant right now to manifest for abundance, this is a full moon energy that's bringing in abundance. You know, and I had done this whole full moon live with them. I said, this is what I need you guys to do. It was going to bring up issues you had in your life that you could see clearly and address them so that in turn you can work through those things and start planting seeds of abundance. And I'm like, if you guys don't turn around and plant these seeds and do what you need to do to draw abundance, I said, I'm telling you all right now, you big dummies. You need to use this energy. It's time. You cannot keep sitting here and complaining and bitching and moaning. Choose to do something with your life. It's a choice. It doesn't matter what I tell you about what I see for your future. You know, I could tell you what's coming. I could tell you this is the path that you're on, but this is what you're supposed to be doing. That's all great and good. I gave you the information. I can't even tell you how to go about it. But if you choose after you hang up the phone with me or get off a video call or leave a session with me and you don't follow through and do what you need to do, that's your own fault. 
That's why your future didn't happen because you had the knowledge, but you, then you had to do the things that you needed to do to get there. So that's really important right now because a lot of people are just sitting there spinning their wheels and just so upset and miserable and things like that. And it's your own damn fault. If you want to, you can find a way out of it and to do what you need to do. So I'm going to butcher a Germantown runner question based off that. So bear with me for a second. Because mm-hmm. um, his question was, what's the, what, what's one thing we should do to snap out of the post-COVID funk? And I'm going to double down on that because people have become, um, what's what am I thinking of? Antisocial. Um, I don't, yeah, antisocial, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, cause there used to be those pleasant, you know, those moments, have a good day or hold a door for somebody or, you know, those little things that we kind of lost because of social distancing and all this other stuff. And as we start to get out of that funk, so to speak, how are we going to, are we actually going to do that or not? Those little small positive question is, is what do you want to do? Well, I never really stopped. So guess that's... what? The mask, the, the, the mask, most people don't have to wear masks anymore. You can still smile at somebody. You can still open up a door. You know, people may not be going and hugging each other because they're afraid or, or really get up close and personal like they used to. But the world is opening up. You have to choose to live out of fear and re-engage in the world again. You have to choose to step out of your house and live your life. It's a choice. What type of life do you want to have? And then you just have to go do it regardless. Because guess what? You know, the thing that's so, the thing that's the problem with COVID is this. And we have to work our way around. Because a lot of it, there's a lot of political stuff. You know, there's a lot of politics behind this. There's a lot of information that was fed that was inaccurate on purpose. Now, because of things that are going on politically, you'll see other things are starting to surface now. And, ooh, everybody be careful because they're trying to deter. You know, they're trying to draw attention kind of things. But, you know, the the Spanish plague, when you look at all the big um, plagues and pandemics and things that happened before in history, it was almost like the natural course of action of, of, of what happened when the universe, let's say, thinned the herd. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like people still had to quarantine, but there's certain times throughout history where it's almost like there was a natural purging, which sucks, but it's the truth. The thing that sucks about COVID is it was man-made. It wasn't naturally supposed to be there. So that's why they have no control of it. So that's why you still have to be so very smart of it, but also know a lot of the stuff that's being said to you is not accurate information. It just depends on what's going on. So you have to really look at things and research something if you question it and not just take, say, the media for um, exactly what they're saying or what they're being said. Let's just put it that way. But you have to choose right now when the world is opening up to do what you need to do to stay safe and take care of yourself, but also to start living your life again. Because you can't live behind closed doors forever. Because that's not even a quality of life. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I totally do. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into some paranormal things since we've only got 17 minutes left. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do Shift, paranormal. Shift gears completely We're here. We're skirting around politics. We're going to skirt around politics. Let's turn and run the other direction from politics for a minute. Um, yeah. Uh, I, now, this is just me. Now, 
maybe maybe you're, you're going to tell me something totally different, and that's probably going to be the case. But I was disappointed by the level of paranormal activity while people were home. Because normally, traditionally, Western Pennsylvania, obviously, uh, when we were investigating more often than we were last five or six years, winter was the time because people were home and they'd always hear all these noises, and, right? Of course, obviously, most of, 90% of the time, it was their furnace or the house settling, uh-huh. freezing. But it, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Now, maybe I'm wrong that people weren't having these great experiences because, like I said, they were home more. I figured, you know, my email box would blow up because people were having all these experiences because of all this stuff, and I didn't experience that. Is that just me, or was that... Were you disappointed by the no, paranormal in, 20, in 2020? Was, but you have to understand, for me, there's always paranormal. I mean, I go walk, I, I'm a block and a half from the beach, and the um, Southern California, um, you know, their railways that runs al- along the coast, you know? I'm, I can walk outside and walk in a place and I can see the people that may have died there or things that have happened. So for me, I'm never at a loss of paranormal, um, events or situations where I could just cross somebody in a store, like going to the food store and I could see what's going on with them. You understand what I'm saying? Like I've gone into restaurants, like even with my publicist where we sit down and she'd laugh and I would read the whole room. Now they're not going anywhere. So if your house, like where I live, it's haunted. Normally everywhere I end up living, there's something going on. So if your general home is not haunted or you stage it on a regular basis, there isn't going to be that much activity because you're not going out and exploring. Now, now that things are opening up, people are actually going places. And now, they're going ghost hunting again. They're going to the haunted places. So it's because they were home. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about... They weren't the, doing anything. The people, the other people, the normal people, not us. The, uh, the already people that have stuff and know stuff. The the uh, the novelists, the people that don't aren't necessarily living their best paranormal life. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. They weren't going anywhere that was haunted. If you're staying home and your house isn't haunted or you're not tapped in, you know, it's not going to happen. The, the world stopped legitimately for a year. Now everything's opening up. Now you can go to the different haunted hotels and and restaurants and you can go on the ghost hunt through the battlefield like i had a client that just went to gettysburg and they came on live and they talked about their experience in gettysburg have you ever been um and think oh yes oh my god gettysburg is fantastic it is and it is extremely haunted but the whole area is haunted and legitimately it's it's a place for reverence. It really is. Um, and even the old hotels and restaurants and stuff inside, they're all over the place. So if you're even a sensitive or feel something, even if you're somebody who is a skeptic, something's going to happen when you're in Gettysburg and you're going to be like, maybe I should rethink this thing a little bit. So listen to this. We wouldn't be talking if it wasn't for Gettysburg. How do you like that? Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's see. 2007. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Makes me feel old. Anyways, (laughs) we took a family trip to Gettysburg, and I was not into the paranormal whatsoever, barely even knew what it was, and uh, went to to Gettysburg and had myself a handful of experiences, and then started asking questions, Mm -hmm. and asked some more questions, Mm -hmm. and then asked some more questions, and then I started the show. (laughs) 
and and do, 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 do you go to the place that has the haunted mirror? Uh, the Jenny Wade house? I think. Is that it? I think that's what it is. I don't know the exact name. We were talking about it this weekend. And uh, the people who actually, you know, are, are the Conjuring series is based around actually went and investigated um, that place. And they said, you need to remove the mirror. And the owner wouldn't remove it because it was an attraction. And they said, well, if you don't remove it, you need to cover it. Um, so that mirror is still there. And my one client went there, and we actually have video. I have video. I should send you the video or tag you in it. We did the live a couple of weeks ago. And we saw the orbs and everything and discussed, like, what he felt on the field, what he experienced um, in that building. Um, and everything else, uh, Gettysburg is just, this, it's real, but you have to experience it. You have to, if anybody hasn't been, you know, you gotta go. In fact, if I come back up to, I'm supposed to be making a trip, hopefully up to the East coast in September. And if I do, because it's Jersey and Pennsylvania right there, we really should plan like a ghost hunting excursion and go and video it. We really should. Um, because there's so much fun, but it's the stuff that happened is crazy and it's real. This is not stuff that people are staging. So, so I've if always, you haven't gone, gone, go to Gettysburg. I, 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 next, well, next time, well, next time I've wanted to go or I want to go at some point if it's not the next time, but I want to go on Gettysburg address day because go on what? Gettysburg address day in November, because I've okay. been there, I've been there in July, like battle time, mm-hmm. but I know mm-hmm. that, the address day is a totally different day, and it's kind of more morning and all that other stuff, and I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. weird like that. Um, the Haunted Mirror is at the Farmsworth's house. Okay, so that is actually mm-hmm. where – that's actually where the whole thing started, and I wasn't in the room with the mirror, so that's cool, pretty cool. Anyways. Well, shout know, out to it's the, actually downstairs now. It's downstairs now. It's downstairs now? That, it's that's creepy. Like, yeah, it's down so – when you go, so when they were down there and the mirror was there, but upstairs, a big, a huge bang, and there was nobody in the upstairs, um, and the doors had been closed off. Um, so a lot of stuff happened. I have to send you the, the video that he actually shared and I had posted. I have to send that to you to see that, but it's just amazing. It, 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 Gettysburg is a phenomenal place. Another place to go is legitimately the Golden Gate Bridge. There's people in Alcatraz, yes. But the Golden Gate Bridge and the area around it in San Francisco is so haunted. And it's period haunted, which means if, if you're there and you actually are sensitive or can see, like, say, like I can, or you're sensitive like you or you have your cameras and things like that, um, you can actually see people at different periods, in different periods, walking across the bridge. It's not just the people who jumped off and tried to kill themselves at all. But to the right, there's something very sinister there. Very sinister. The bridge itself is not evil, but to where those buildings are to the right on the cliffs, there's, there's a very sinister presence there that people should veer away from. Is that, is that the most surprising place? Because I'm trying to think of a more surprising place to be haunted than a bridge. No, because, uh, you know, back in the day when they when you have to look at the time periods that the bridges were built. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, oh, the that, that I, I kind of, but I, so many people, yeah, so I mean, many I, people died 
building the bridge. Then you had the people that jumped off. But back in the day, people would stroll. Couples would stroll across that bridge back and forth. Families were walking across. Um, it's a huge focal point in that area. So it's even more than, say, going into Alcatraz. It really is. But you have to understand, New York City is, is extremely haunted, you know, uh, especially around, like, the 9-11 monument. Huge. You have a whole bunch of living and dead that are milling around there together. See, a I whole have... bunch of it. And you go into St. Patrick's Cathedral, forget it. St. Patrick's Cathedral, because of the catacombs underneath, let me tell you, the chitter-chattering that goes on in there. See, I've got a story about the... See, this was pre-paranormal for me not, uh, when I was in New York City, but I had a moment at the 9-11... Mm-hmm. Well, it was still the the bathtub or whatever, because they were still building. I mean, they were still building mm-hmm. or just starting to build mm-hmm. at that point. When I was there mm-hmm. in, like, oh five, I think it was, um, and I got a block ish away from that site and literally wanted to lose my lunch and I didn't understand why at that point right because I wasn't oh wasn't a paranormal person but it definitely was like you know and then I you know proceeded to obviously continue through because well stupid being me right because I didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on I just thought I had a bad hot dog for lunch and then mm-hmm. uh, so we you know did the walk around a little bit and then I said you know I just I don't know I just got to go find a bathroom or something because this isn't working and the people were like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we got probably, well, I said it was a block away, so probably two blocks away the other direction and felt better. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that was weird. You'll notice what happens. A lot of people um, going to the 9-11. I remember I, was, I did the show Morano in the morning in uh, New York City on a Sunday. And you can park for you can park anywhere in New York City on Sundays. And um, I didn't realize where it was. And then I had to meet a friend of mine who was a New York you know, City detective um, where he was at. You know, I was going to go meet up with him and talk to him. And after I left the show, um, all of a sudden I walked one block up and I got that nauseous feeling. My chest got heavy and tight. And that just ominous feeling. And called him. He's like, what's wrong? I said, where am I? I said, where am I walking? Because I didn't know the streets. I just put on my GPS and then go the direction I'm going. And then he's like, you're a block away from the 9-11 monument. I said, oh, my God. Because me, I see everything there, and I feel everything there. So all of the pain and the sadness and everything. So it just overwhelms me. And he's like, do you want me to come to you? I said, no. I said, this is who I am and what I do. I cannot disrespect. I have to keep walking. So I legitimately walked past and went to meet him, and then I had to go and spend time at the memorial. And it was really important to to be there and be there in reverence, because it's really, it's not, you know, a lot of people go there and it's like a tourist attraction, and it's not. And honest to God, how dare anybody do that? You know, in truth, that's a place that should be, is, is in reverence, um, and that's something that people should be jumping up on top of one of the um, sides of the, the big squares and pose for a picture. You know, there's certain places you're supposed to go and have reverence and show respect, you know, and legitimately, regardless of what your modality or faith, have a moment of silence. Remember the people that were lost there or the person that's sitting on the corner that's crying because they lost their son in that disaster. Um, but that place is powerful. Um, it really is. It's, it's, 
it's just one of those things. There was a time for a while there that I couldn't go anywhere near the monument because it was so strong. But as the years has passed, it gets a little bit easier. So not a smooth question to ask at this point, but it's a question that's relevant. Mm. Um, mm. With the, the 20th anniversary of 9-11 coming up, should we be worried about anything that day? No. There's more to worry about before the anniversary than there is on the anniversary. Everybody's in high alert on on the tw- you know on nine eleven. I'm ready to go. There's so much stuff going out there right now. At any point, something could happen. Um, so it's just in hopes that people can keep their and excuse my jersey, keep their shit together and uh, do what they need to. Because I don't even know. It's not like being on regular TV if I'm actually allowed. Oh no, you're, you're perfect. You're not you're, allowed to and get bleeped out. You're perfect. Oh, then I would have been a lot more colorful. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm would disappointed that you went this far off. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, but it, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, usually, but I'm not sure what I'm allowed to do. I didn't, I didn't remember. I didn't, I didn't, get, well, like, I didn't, know, I didn't give you my normal disclaimer, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, be careful about what you say and how you put it. Um, but there's so much that right now, everything is volatile. I mean, honest to God, you have to really be careful walking out in the street, regardless of what part of the country is, because at any time, legitimately, something physically can happen to you. It truly is one of the most dangerous times in our country right now because everybody is so aggravated and angry and scared and volatile, um, and everybody wants to prove a point. But then even on a global scale, what's going on globally, people really need to start worrying about. So, And we have no control over it because it all depends on what people in government and places of power decide to let allow come out of their mouth when they do. Because there's a lot of stupidity right now. A lot of stupidity, and it's just the truth. So you just have to focus on your circus, your monkeys. <laughs> if you think there's got to be some big change that needs to be made in the world, like I told somebody the other day, don't go to a march. Don't tell me you went to go to some march or, or protest just so you could take a picture and say you were there. If you actually believe in something, actually do something about it. Just don't, you know, post a selfie and say you were there and think that you're actually, you know, doing something because you're not. Focus on your circus, your monkeys, live your truth, your life the way you want to, and then hopefully everybody else is going to be doing the same damn thing. So maybe we have an opportunity to come together and recover from all of the bullshit that's going on. That would be a great thing, but I'm skeptical. But, you know, (laughs) but that's a lot of work. You have to refocus on yourself and what you're supposed to be doing in your life instead of pointing blame and pointing the finger at everybody else. Yeah, that's not that's a lot happen. of work. It's so much easier just to turn around and, and show up at a at a march and turn around and say, "I believe in this thing," and I was here. And then you go home and you don't do another thing about it. You don't do another damn thing about it, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're hey, really but, affecting a change in our world. But I mm. can't really post the picture of the change I'm doing for the world, so I still have to take the picture. I'm going to hell. I know. Just like that stupid (laughs) thing, it drives me up the world. I said, if I see any one of you post, I'm living my best life, and those are the memes that people are putting up there. (laughs) You know, I always say that wrong, too. I say meme first, and then I go memes. I'm like, oh, that's how you say it. You know. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're just like the idea that you're living your best life, but you're not doing anything actually to do that. It so drives me up the wall. I have to cut you off, but I want you to stay on with me for another minute off the record. 
but I've got a minute of mm-hmm. outro music that's about ready to start playing. I want to thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, and I'll come back anytime. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Mount Report. Stay tuned for details on saving money at the Duck Pond Shop. I hope you enjoyed this report. Please subscribe so that you can join us again. And if you appreciate the show, leave us some stars or a review. For more notes from this show or other great shows, check out Mallard.com. A reminder, the views and opinions of the show are those of the host and guests and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or any other partners of the Mallard Report. Now for your money-saving tip. Promo code Mallard at checkout of DuckPondShop.com where you can get your t-shirt, coffee mug, and other great products. That's promo code Mallard at checkout, DuckPondShop.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep quacking. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.